Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we come thanking you for today's podcast. We pray for the holiday travelers. Take them to and from their destination safely. We pray the blood of Jesus over gallstones. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the triad stone, Jesus Christ, amen. Thanksgiving is a time to reflect upon how good God has been to us. Once a year, we allow the sin of gluttony to come to the forefront, and we can only do this if the Lord has blessed us with an abundance of food. Our enemy on this day is ourselves. King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah were threatened by an enemy from the outside in 2 Chronicles 20. Today, I want to examine what happens when the people of God are attacked and what happens to the attackers when the people of God are united in their prayers, their praise, their worship, and their thanks. When the king learned that a large army was approaching for battle, his immediate reaction was fear. But his fear was the fear of the Lord. His fear was in reverence to the Lord. And my friends, when you have reverence for the Lord, you know who to turn to. And Jehoshaphat did just that. He, as the leader, sought the Lord, which is a recurring theme throughout Second Chronicles. Leaders who seek the Lord. Whether you are the leader in your business, community, or house, seek the Lord first. Jehoshaphat declared a national fast, which shows Judah's dependence on God. This, in turn, led the people coming together to ask for God's help. Folks, a year ago, we were in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic, and believers came together in prayer through social media and fasting, asking for God's help. When faced with the national crisis, the children of God stepped forward to solicit the assistance of God. In verses 5 through 7 of 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat leads the nation in prayer. Again, if you're in a leadership position, prayer is always a good first step. It signifies that you need help, that you're willing to ask for it, and you know where to go to get it. The king's prayer began with the recognition of the power of God over all the nations, continued by recalling the great things God had done in the past. My Christian companions, if you will stop and think about the times God has brought you through, you can't help but say thank you. The armies that were amassing were from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. When Israel left Egypt to go to the Promised Land, they did not conquer the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the Edomites, also called the inhabitants of Mount Seir. Now these same nations have come to destroy Judah. Ouch! That hurts. When you help a friend and that friend turns on you and becomes your enemy, ouch, that hurts. When you do all you can for a relative and that relative turns on you, ouch, that hurts. Everybody you meet as a so-called friend may turn on you, but be thankful for your true friends who stick with you through thick and thin. The expression of the trust in God comes in verse 12 as Jehoshaphat admits we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Folks, 
when our backs are against the wall and we have no way out, our hope is in the mighty God. Be thankful that we serve a mighty God. As Judah stood silently after the king's prayer, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, a Levite, and he encouraged Jehoshaphat and Judah's army to go out to face the invading army. Friends, be thankful for those who speak a prophetic word to you that encourages you to press on. Jehaziel's name means God reveals, and listen to what he had to reveal to Judah in verse 15b. He said, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. My Christian companions, too often we take on a battle that was never meant to be ours. We receive orders from the Holy Spirit to stand down, and yet we will ignore those orders and do what we want to do. If we suffer a setback, our first question is, Lord, where are you? I thought you were with me. Judah did not have that problem as they followed instructions. In verses 16 and 17, Judah was given some unusual instructions. First, they were to go to battle, but they wouldn't have to fight the battle. Again, we need to thank God for preparing us for the battle, sending us to the battle, but not allowing us to fight the battle. Preparing for a spiritual battle each day involves putting on the whole armor of God. After preparing for battle, we are not to sit at home all day waiting for the sun to go down. We are to position ourselves. We are to go where God tells us to go, to stand ready, believing that the Lord will prevail. This was a faith step for Judah and a faith step for you. Will you trust God to do what he says he will do? Notice what Jehoshaphat and Judah did next. They bowed before the Lord and worshipped him. Be thankful when you are able to worship the Lord, for there are some countries where you cannot praise the Lord whenever you'd like. Any time is a great time to worship the Lord. After bowing and worshiping, the Levites led a praise song. Verse 20 says they got up early the next day and proceeded to the battlefield. This is faith in action. It's easy to say I believe, but the action that follows the profession of faith is what God cares about. What follows next is the most dangerous step of faith recorded in this chapter. The king consulted with the people about which singers would lead the army out to battle. Not the foot soldiers, or the chariots, or the archers, but the singers. As they sang, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. The Lord set up ambushes against the opposing armies, and they killed each other. God had delivered on his promise that he would fight the battle and win on behalf of Judah. Not because of their praise, but because of their faith. Their praise was evidence of their faith. Thank God for his favor and his promises that will not go unkept. When Judah began to take the spoils of war from the dead bodies, there was so much it took them three days to carry it all away. Thank God for placing you in a position to receive the benefits of someone else's work. Verse 26 says that after four days, they assembled themselves together to bless the Lord. Folks, a year ago, I tested positive for COVID. There was no fear in me, for I knew that the God I served was able to deliver me. And if he didn't, I get to go to heaven to be with him always. It was a win-win for me. So I praised him, thanked him for a wonderful life, and was prepared to go home. But the Lord was not ready to call me home. 
and that's why I praise him and thank him for all his many blessings. Verses 27 and 28 describe the return to Jerusalem, rejoicing over their enemies. My friends, no matter who comes to do harm to the anointed children of God, believers can rest safely in the wings of God and rejoice when the enemy is defeated. That's something that we don't do enough of. Rejoice in the defeat of the enemy. Satan is already defeated, and we should act like it. There's no reason for believers to live like we are defeated when we have already won the victory. Thank God for the victory. Verse 29 says, And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. My companions of Christ, the word fear in this verse means dread or terror as compared to fear in verse 3. When your enemies find out that you have the power of the Lord with you, they scramble to get out of your way. You should thank God for the terror that he places in the hearts of your enemies. Can you thank God for all of his benefits? Can you thank him for the small things that you've received through the years? Can you thank him for Jesus? He continues to bless us when we are negligent with our thanks. Will you start today giving him thanks? He deserves it. Pray with me. Father, we are so thankful that you sent your son Jesus to pay for our sins. Not only am I thankful for Jesus, but I'm thankful for all the many blessings you continue to shower upon me. We pray that someone would hear this message who doesn't know you in the free pardon of sin and would turn their life over to you and receive the blessings of the saints. We ask these things in the name of the true light, Jesus Christ. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. You may also write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, happy Thanksgiving, and have a great week.